Hello, and welcome to the turbulent world of Middle East soccer, or Middle East soccer podcast. I'm your host, James Dorsey. Russia's invasion of Ukraine spotlights seemingly widening differences between the United States and its closest Middle Eastern allies, sparking eulogies for an era of bygone American regional dominance. America's Middle East friendships are dying a natural death, predicted foreign policy analyst Stephen Cook this week, after countries like Israel, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates to varying degrees rebuffed U.S. requests to help reduce energy prices and join sanctions against Russia. And at least tacitly government-approved Saudi television satire mocked U.S. President Joe Biden as a leader who had lost his memory and needed Vice President Kamal Harris as a prop. An apparent reference to Saudi and Emirati assertions that Mr. Biden has forgotten who America's long-standing regional allies are. Even so, swan songs for U.S. regional partnerships may be premature, despite the daylight in attitudes towards the Ukraine crisis. Divergence in perceived national interests, Saudi and Emirati frustration with American policies towards Iran, and uncertainty about Washington's continued commitment to regional security. Analysis of the impact and political significance of the U.S. military presence in the Middle East suggests a degree of interdependence between the United States and its regional partners that makes their partnerships both indispensable and irreplaceable for Middle Eastern autocratic rulers. The analysis also suggests that neither China nor Russia have the capability, a military strategy that is predicated on the ability to project force in any part of the world or the wherewithal to replace the United States as the guarantor of the Middle East's autocratic rule. Moreover, the Russian military performance in Ukraine laid bare logistical and maintenance problems that coupled with the sanctions make Russia a less attractive alternative arms supplier. Saudi and Emirati Crown Princes Mohammed bin Salman and Mohammed bin Zayed may be testing the limits of the leverage they derive from their interdependence with the United States by refusing to increase oil production to reduce prices and condemn Russia. They may also be venting their anger at a U.S. refusal to respond more robustly to Iranian and Iranian-backed Houthi rebel attacks on their oil facilities and critical infrastructure. However, there is little doubt that at the end of the day, the U.S. military presence in the Gulf remains one pillar of their multifaceted regime survival strategy. A study by political scientists and international affairs scholars, Andrew Stravers and Danal Kurd, argues that the U.S. commitment to autocratic rule in the Gulf, despite paying lip service to democratic values, is as much a function of U.S. military strategy as it is of the Middle East strategic geography that straddles some of the world's most important maritime choke points. American forces have an autocratizing effect on host nations, 
in strategically valuable regions. American and host interests align in supporting regime survival, where the location is critical to the United States and its global system of trade and military preeminence. This alignment produces increasing autocracy rather than simple regime stability, Mr. Stravers and Mrs. Elkhoud wrote. The authors argue that American military presence can increase autocracy in strategic regions where American planners are uncertain of the national military's ability to withstand regime change. That uncertainty has at times been shared by some leaders in the Gulf, including Mr. Bin Zayed, who more than a decade ago contracted Eric Prince, founder of the controversial private security firm Blackwater, to help ensure regime security. Mr. Stravers and Mrs. Elkhoud go on to reason that the U.S. military presence produces a need for the host regime to suppress opposition in order to maintain perceived stability and entrench its domestic position. This increases the level of authoritarianism over time. This is particularly true for the Gulf, where the loss of a military base would have far more far-reaching consequences for the U.S. global position than the need to close or move a facility in, for example, Japan. The author's emphasis on the significance of strategic geography in supporting autocracy or democratization is borne out in a comparison of U.S. policy regarding the 2011 popular uprising in Bahrain, home to the U.S. Fifth Fleet, and protests six years earlier in Uzbekistan, where the U.S. had a large military presence at the height of the Afghan war. The U.S. stood aside when Saudi-led Gulf troops quashed the revolt in Bahrain, while in Uzbekistan, Washington had no problem losing its military facilities after taking the government to task for repressing protests and violating human rights. An American military presence has an autocratizing effect in particular regions of strategic importance. In areas of less strategic importance, American presence has relatively little effect on regimes, the authors concluded. The question that arises from Mr. Stravers and Mrs. Elkhord's analysis is whether recent Gulf moves that not only related to Ukraine, but also to Emirati efforts to return Syrian President Bashar al-Assad to the Arab and international fold signal a watershed divergence in relations with the United States or an effort to flex muscles at a time that they believe the U.S. may need them most. Some analysts suggest that the two Gulf leaders are pressuring the United States to offer them robust security guarantees, analog to the kind that Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is demanding in return for increased oil production that would violate agreements with Russia in the context of the Organization of Oil Exporting Countries, OPEC. The autocratizing impact of the U.S. military presence may be something Messrs. bin Salman and bin Zayed don't want to lose, particularly without an immediate replacement. 
that is all the true are given, that it is not clear that either man has full confidence in the ability of his security forces to fend off a concerted effort at regime change or an assault by Iran. Messrs. bin Salman and bin Zayed's problem is that the decision about the future of the U.S. presence in the Gulf is beyond their grasp. Washington is lowering its valuation of the strategic importance of the Gulf's geography as its interests in the free flow of the region's energy diminishes. Messrs. bin Salman and bin Zayed may be placing a risky bet put the relationship with the U.S. on edge in the hope that the need to replace Russian energy will return Washington to its senses. That may be a long shot, just like Saudis and Emiratis remember that the U.S. did not respond robustly to attacks on their critical facilities, even if it took steps to reassure them, U.S. policy and opinion makers are likely to recall friends who were absent when they needed help the most. Thank you for joining me today. You can find a text version of this podcast at www.jamesmdorsey.net. Please join me in the coming days for my next podcast. Happy holidays, best wishes, and take care.